The small pig goes through, get a shot at it, end up getting it with the bow, which was yeah, super cool. That was super cool. Yeah. None of us are ready. Nope. <laughs> we were in snack mode. We were in <laughs> snack mode, for sure. <laughs> What is up, everybody? I have Mike and Coop with me here right now. And across the way, digitally, we have Mr. Remy Warren. Remy, aloha. How's it going? It's going great. How are you guys? We're doing good. Fantastic, Fantastic, man. We're doing good. I don't generally say aloha, (laughs) but when we're recently back from an incredible trip from Hawaii, I can't stop saying aloha. Same here, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Between that and Island Jams, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Things have changed. <laughs> I think we've all changed. <laughs> I think we all had a lot to learn that summer. <laughs> um, no, man, that was it. Was such a fun trip. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about this trip that we took to Hawaii, not to just you know vacation, sit on the beach, uh, to hunt, do a little bit of fishing, a little bit of spear fishing. We kind of did. All the things. Now, Remy, you weren't able to join us for kind of the first two days where we, uh, when Mike Coop and I did a little bit of spear fishing, a little bit of hook and line fishing, and then also some like more mechanized commercial fishing, which I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. But I I did want to, because I know you have spearfished that island before, kind of get your take on it. It was my first time. We went out with uh, Robin's uh, buddies. We have a mutual friend on the island, Robin. Uh, his buddy Sean was kind enough to take us out, and uh, and it was awesome. Like I'd never done it before. Coop maybe has a little <laughs> bit. Different. It was a very cool experience, but there's some there's some parts of that where I would maybe not do it again. You know, you were. It was kind of like if you, have you ever seen a, a cat get in the water? Like you kind of got in the water at the rate that like a cat would get out of the water. Yeah, and it was a. I would say more or less it was a catastrophic fail. Uh, between trying to film it, you know, on the GoPro going to the bottom of the ocean. Um, we got it back. We and you went it. in very confident. I did. I, I went in full tilt <laughs> thinking like, all right, either I'm going to crush this or it's not going to go well. And uh, I got in for, I'm going to say, what, 15, 20 seconds? Here's what, here's what was ama- so funny about that to me, though, because, you know, we get down there and, you know, Sean, you know, we're kind of getting the gear on and I'm, you know, f- fumbling with it because i'm you know i'm like snorkeled in a long time coop gets geared up and just goes full (laughs) sin and then my first thought i go in my head i go god damn he's comfortable because like there was like a ledge it wasn't like yeah let's walk in from the sandy beach like the surf is like pretty big surf day i guess or whatever i'd call that right like it wasn't like flat calm by any means there was kind of the one little cove that was pretty protected where we could, that was really the only place that we could right. be like. We had some gnarly wind that day. I remember Sean was saying that that's, you know, as good as we were going to get it. Yeah. More or less. You know, I was still trying to get my flipper situated. Coop's like <laughs> just going for it. And then all of a sudden then you were kind of out. And then I went, I went in and I had two GoPros in my hand. And I remembered at that moment of time, I needed to swim and, you know, tread water. And I'm with, not, I'm not professional hands, with my hands, generally. of course. <laughs> Well, I try to do such, and uh, the GoPro mount breaks in half. And so then I'm like, oh, I just lost the camera. That's great. <laughs> Literally like hour two. Yeah, <laughs> right in, straight down 40 feet to the bottom. Uh, luckily, Sean, you know, was a solid and had zero hesitation to go get it, which was great. But at that moment, I realized, I thought, you know, life's pretty valuable, and I, I'm going to try to see another day, and so I'm just going to film from the shore. 
it was a blessing in disguise, though. It was. Because, like, we had the GoPros with us. Sean was pretty, like, adept. Like, he was super familiar with using those. And yep. so, like, to get your perspective from the outside, like, it worked out. It did. Like, it, like, it couldn't Best case scenario, for sure. I mean, considering, like, like you had said, Marco, I was not confident by any means, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to just do it. You know, like, there's no sugar coat, and you just got to do it. Yeah. And uh, I just remember getting in the water and then trying to tread, and nothing seemed to work at all <laughs> it was pretty like it was there was a lot going on there we're in the cove yeah. like you, you got the rocks it's kind of trying to wash you into the rocks a mm-hmm. little bit like the biggest waves i've ever seen which were not big at all but to me they were not the mississippi two footers you know yeah. these were i don't even know six eight foot maybe maybe but uh the rock between the rock and the waves it just wasn't a recipe for success in my book <laughs> so i jumped in and like I know more now about snorkeling slash spear fishing a little bit than I did when I when I first jumped in. But like I didn't have my I didn't have my mask set properly. Like I like when I jumped in, like I, I tested and I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got a seal. But the seal like instantly broke when <laughs> I got like in the water. So then I was kinda doing what you were doing. Like I was trying to kick with my feet and then, you know, get my mask adjusted. But you know, you're like yeah, there's a lot going on. And then you're doing on. that. Then a big wave comes in, goes over the top. You're like, oh, I just drank some salt water. Delicious. Uh, <laughs> Tastes fantastic. But then, like, after a little bit, though, got situated. Yep. And it was awesome. Like, being, you know, like, there was a lot of fish, which was cool. Like, a lot of fish to look at, a lot of fish to shoot at. We were using um, primarily three-prong spears. Uh, Sean had bought, or had brought, like, a more, I guess what you would consider, like, a spear gun and mm-hmm. he's like yeah use this thing and i'm like yeah i think i'm just gonna keep the training wheels on here a little bit before i start you know firing uh firing right. the big guns but it it was super cool and um like i said i learned i feel like i'd be better at it next time and i also my takeaway was i did i did shoot a fish a fish actually i shot a fish right away pretty and then but uh again learning so like i was so like somewhat surprised i'm like oh my god i got one mm-hmm. <laughs> that like i pulled back on the spear remy and then the fish kind of like it's kind of slid off and then yeah i went down on the rocks and then i couldn't i couldn't it's find gone. it so then later on i shot a different one which actually i will say it was actually the furthest that i kicked down the whole time mm-hmm. and i'm like ah, i found this fish and i shoot him like oh my gosh i got him so then i push forward on the spear and then i'm go to swim up and i'm like Oh man, the light is looks pretty like far away. kind of far away. <laughs> so then I swam, which it probably wasn't that far away at all. But then I swam to the top, and uh, I was waiting on we top. Got one. Yeah, and I was waiting up there for you. And then Coop got the shot. <laughs> I did of yeah. the one fish. That I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, Sean's down there, like pew 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 oh, pew pew. Like oh, oh I got two at once. Yeah, that, that guy's insane. And then I got I got out, and like he was like, all right, I'm gonna go do some like real spear fishing. So then yeah. he kicked like way far out shot some bigger fish like far out to the point where marco and i were like is he coming back up this is almost concerning like and i was ner- like yeah. it did make me ner- uh, i'm like dude i can't help you no like yeah you oh, know yeah, right. <laughs> uh and because he like went like out the cove like around yeah. the corner yeah. i mean he's like, a couple hundred yards out i would say all day yeah this is like, this he, is like a long way to swim oh, in yeah. general made yeah. it light work it was it was impressive to say the least um but yeah he came back and like yeah it was just stringer full it was uh like I said, I was not a pro spear fisherman that day, Remy. However, it like literally like I've been curious about it for a really long time. So that was my first time doing it. 
and it lit a fire. Like, honestly, that day, like, if you told me that I could have done that for the next five days, like, I may have done it. Like, it, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you were jacked after it. You were so excited. You're like, I'm going back to Wisconsin and doing this. <laughs> I, like, I seriously, and the fish that Can I, I shot was bluegills? probably, yeah. like, the size yeah. of a bluegill. Yeah. Like, and, like, still, though, like, it was like. Oh, yeah. What, um, you've spearfished the island a fair amount, right, Remy? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I have fun doing it. That's for sure. Uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. I like the three prong too. That's a lot of fun. It's just kind of like going through the rocks, shooting reef fish and other things, and then it's fun to use the spear gun on other fish as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is a it's a it's a lot like bow hunting. There's there's things too like when you're first getting into it. I think there like you say like that. It, it, your experience changes the more you get familiar with it because the first time you're just like you're worried about the spear and the waves and holding there's so many like parts to it but once you can actually like get in and dive and and do a little bit more it, it even becomes more enjoyable because there's like a hunting aspect to it where you kind of have to you know wait on certain fish and um, the guys that are really good at it they know like all the way certain fish interact and do things and they kind of sometimes you'll see one fish like it's got a rock that it likes and it'll be cruising out and then come back to that spot and you can sneak up behind rocks and other stuff so it's a it's like a combination of fishing and hunting which is two awesome things so it's a lot of fun really those are like my two favorite things Absolutely. in the world yeah. so <laughs> like you're combining like into yeah. one. combining them yeah, yeah. into one it's like a, if there's a venn diagram it's like hunting over here all the cool stuff fishing over here and then like it crosses in that portion you're like oh cool that's spearfishing so i think if you like both those things you would probably enjoy spearfishing it uh i mean it makes a lot of sense i would have been like i mean i've seen like you know other guys do like i guess what i'd call like serious spearfishing which i'm like intrigued by that but i can like i guarantee you like i would have been content like shooting at those little fish for like maybe not forever maybe it's like anything you're like oh i want like maybe a harder, greater hard, challenge harder, or yeah, something yeah. like that but i would i guarantee i would have been content for a while and then like you were saying mike like i was doing all i've known for a while in in our state you can shoot uh panfish and rough fish you can spearfish for yep. them and uh you know, I don't have a whole lot of interest in um, catching panfish, but shooting panfish, I have a lot of interest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I blame you. <laughs> um, what are there any like? What are some things? Well, okay. Well, here's one thing that I learned, uh, which I so another like unsuccessful thing um, a while back. Uh, actually, it was another crazy hunt hunting with uh, Renella up on Prince of Wales and then but he dove in with like snorkel gear and got a bunch of sea cucumbers that we ate like one of the most delicious creatures in the world so then a couple years later or yeah whatever I was hunting with um my buddy uh, Rob Ensley and Joey Pyburn uh, we we're hunting black bears up there and I'm like dude I'm bringing a wetsuit like we got to get these sea cucumbers they're delicious Ended up d- going in at the, like the last day. We weren't, we didn't, uh, we weren't in a sea cucumber rich area. I didn't, I did bob around the ocean for like two hours. Didn't, didn't uh, find any sea cucumbers. But what I did figure out in short order was facial hair was not conducive to getting a seal oh, on the mask. Okay. So like my mask was like useless. So then I had actually brought like a set of um, regular swim goggles with me so then i was like just like having to use those how do you do you get a seal when you have a beard remy do you get a seal with your mask no water comes in you can shave like that low portion there or just like i'll trim it a little bit lower i don't ever fully shave it's just 
not in my ethos, but um, I'll I'll trim it a little bit. (laughs) And then uh, you can rub like, I don't know, they've got like some like Vaseline or something on your beard. They've got like some silicone beard sealer stuff that like kind of gets in between the hairs but then you've got like silicone in your beard it's pretty kind of i feel weird, like we but, need a picture of beard um, that's remy warren yeah. from back in the day yeah. <laughs> i don't know I if I I I the last picture, time right? i shaved i think i was like it was an accident and i was like 18 that's when the guard slips and you're like ah oh yeah. no <laughs> what, yeah. what have i done <laughs> you yeah. just pot committed at that point oh, yeah. exactly <laughs> any other but, yeah oh no i mean that's it like yeah and then waters i just I just bear it. I just have like half half a mask full of water half the time, which is not cool. I don't like that. But generally, I just uh, like trim the beard lower. And then if you, you can like kind of shave this portion a little bit, and then I'll run like some kind of sealer, like a Vaseline or something underneath it. I'm going to uh, contribute my failed good. attempt at my beard. Oh, yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have worked for you. It wouldn't have. No, at all. Because I remember like the whole swimming thing was obviously important, but then also like seeing and breathing not being able to see and breathing in water was also contributing to the fact that I was freaking out a little bit yeah it's never good when you're like having trouble breathing and then a wave comes and then you like slat you like kind of breathe in slash swallow like yeah. a giant gulp of salt water yeah sounds very familiar <laughs> yeah that, that happened to me a couple times what for a person who would be new to like what what would be do you know any like what would be some basic other tricks for spear fishing, if a person was like, I want to try that, Remy. Oh, I would say the first thing would be to uh, do some kind of free diving safety course or like online or like just do a lot of research on it because it's an easy way to die um, if you aren't careful. Like if you don't know what you're doing and you aren't with you, like you want to definitely dive with a partner, especially if you're new to it um, or always. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, just understanding like breath holds and the things to do, how to clear your ears so you don't blow your eardrums out. Um, just, you know, good good technique for ent- entering and like what to do, how not to panic. Um, you know, I think that's all like good stuff. I actually just started spearfishing just by like not knowing how to do it. And then I did something like that and realized I did a lot of dumb stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Yeah, good to there's know. Like, yeah, there's like there's like this the, like the first technique is like you just don't ever let your air out. Um, you know, which I was like, I used to like dive down like forty feet and then on the way up just like let all my air out. So dumb. Like I just <laughs> and I'd be like with people that couldn't even dive down to get me. You know, I'd be like with my little brother who could dive like ten feet and couldn't clear his ears. So it was just like you know, things that I just didn't know. And I used to do it all the time. Like I just had no knowledge of it. So I think that that's actually a, probably a pretty solid thing to do. Uh, because it can't, I mean, you're, you're hunting in an environment without oxygen. So you should kind of know what, like, you know, the, the basic safety stuff, just like if you're going hunting, you're going to take hunter safety and you should know the basic safety stuff of firearms and bows and all that kind of stuff. I think spearfishing is no different. Um, you know, I think that's step one. And then, you know, and then just, it, it is like, I mean, it, out of all the like hunting, fishing kind of things, you don't need a lot of different equipment. Like if you're in an area where you could three prong, you can buy a, you know, $30 three prong and a snorkel and a $5 snorkel and you can pretty much hunt any kind of fish within the reef system. And then, you know, you could kind of graduate to a spear gun. Um, you know, need some flippers and some other stuff, but like it, you can actually get into it fairly inexpensive. Um, just starting kind of like, you know, fishing, you kind of get like the basic stuff and, uh, have a good time. 
Yeah, actually, I didn't really think about it, but like, yeah, the gear compared to, I'd say, a lot of outdoor activities is fairly minimal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it goes up. Like, you just, you know, you keep adding things, but like, actually, there, you know, it depends where you're at, too. Like, um, there's some places where three pronging doesn't work super well. Um, but like in Hawaii and, you know, probably a lot of places in Florida and other stuff like warmer water. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity, uh, for that kind of spearfishing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was definitely thinking of it within the context of like the more like, you know, shallow water reefy stuff. It's like, you you want to go do, you know, like you said, either other regions or, um, you know, like the big boy stuff where you need like, you know, a two hundred thousand dollar boat like you know then your expenses like yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yep yeah <laughs> but like you said man i i guess if you could like spear panfish i feel like a three prong would be perfect for that you could essentially just use a set of goggles and a in a three prong and probably you know collect panfish to your heart's content be uh keeping an eye out on my instagram this spring and summer for all the <laughs> panfish images um so we did we did that I'd say I would call it a success. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, um, we did a little, uh, what I, I guess, hook and line fishing-ish with Brian. We went out on his commercial boat. Brian Brian Etheridge, he's a professional chef. He's got- Amazing uh, chef. He's Amazing. got a, um, uh, like I'd say, like uh, a, a commercial boat set up, but like, and I'm-, I'm probably butchering this but he's, he's kind of got like an a to z component of like he's got this commercial boat they go out they catch you know ahi other fish and then bring them back and then that is like part of his commercial or part of his chef business so, you know so it's kind of like they're going from you know he's got you know a captain chimo that's working for him and other stuff and like i said i'm butchering this but it's pretty pretty cool process the boat was super cool cool story with the boat he worked on the boat for several years got it up and running and then the reels that they're primarily using like i'm generally used to like um either a spinning reel or like um, a bait caster of some like sort. a bait casting yeah. or you know just like a trolling rod with like a level wind and they were using um like i guess like you know like big game style saltwater reels but there was no uh, line guide on it so like you're having to guide the line with your thumb which I was kind of new to me because I always yep. had like a like a you know like a level wind on it. Yep. Um, and then the, uh, but the bulk of the fishing that they were doing, they were electric reels, which I'd never run before. And I would say it definitely makes yeah, that was interesting reeling yeah. a fish in pretty <laughs> easy, I mean, especially in like the commercial side of it. It absolutely makes sense. You oh. know what I mean? Like you're there to catch fish, right? And not spend your time catching the fish. You know what I mean? Like I feel like faster is definitely better for those guys. Yeah, it was definitely like more you know, mechanized, but it was still like, they're still doing all the things Mm -hmm. to like find the fish, get on the fish, throw the right baits down at, you know, whatever depth, like, um, how far the lines are going out, like they're doing. And then, um, and then really though, the other thing that was like, kind of came to light for me was it was almost a a necessity because we we caught a bunch of fish, we caught some ahi, we caught apparently, uh, which I had Zero context, but a giant rainbow runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Giant so, fish. Yeah. New to me, but it was cool. Yeah. Super <laughs> cool. Apparently, it was like a big, like, Brian's like, that's the biggest one I've ever seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> you almost feel bad as a first timer because you can't, you know, you can't appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you, you know? don't know exactly what you have. Um, But, and then they're like, oh, do you want to try and, like, you know, just like whatever sport fish, you know, hook them up on, you know. And so we hooked up two ahi that way, but trying to fight them. 
they both got eaten by sharks. Like before we could even like move them at all. Like, you know, we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to reel these fish in. They're big, strong fish. Um, and then like just fighting them and just like really not, I wasn't really able to, you know, gain much line on them before no. sharks came in, ate them, cut them off. So right. I feel like soon as like, if you even got to the point, like soon as those fish would hit the top of the water, those sharks were on them. Just yeah. Like I remember that. you were filming. Yeah. I was like, like, I got I mean, me the boat was just <laughs> up and down and up and down. Well, and then we caught that one, um, fish that we were bringing in on the electric lines mm-hmm. and even bringing it in with the electric reels. I mean, this fish at this point is like, it's coming in at a fairly high rate of speed. For sure. Uh, you know, I guess compared to like reeling a fish Absolutely. in, right? And it had at least two sharks like on it, like tra- like way. visibly like just tracking it and trailing it. I mean, like. It was, like, it was cool. It was interesting to see though. I mean. It also, like, brought to light, um, you know, as much as I was talking about, like, oh, like, spearfishing, I want to, like, do more of that. I don't want to do it out there. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, we were how many miles off? Like, what, that was a good four or five-hour boat ride uh, yeah. at least, you know, five hours probably. I think it was a six-hour run-ish okay. to where yeah. to where we got. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of sharks out there, um, like a lot. I feel more yeah. than what would be ideal for my swimming, for yeah. sure. I'm not. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. Speaking uh, of coming to light, Mike. By this point of the fishing trip, how were you doing? Oh yeah. So essentially, so we got out. So we allow. Okay, let's let's go back a little bit. We get to the we get to the launch right twelve fifty. I think would be twelve thirty maybe in the morning. I think we woke up at we woke up at midnight. Okay. to be at the launch by whenever. Yeah, yep. got there, met those guys, took. You know, went all the way out. I I took some Dramamine. You took some Dramamine, Marco. You just have an iron stomach. No, I, don't know. no, I popped it. Okay. I popped Did you? One okay, at least. okay. Yeah. So maybe you were the one not to take any. Yeah, I think I took. I think took I took it late after what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> we get out there. Um, I start kind of feeling a little like a little weird, right? Like like two hours in, maybe to this ride, it's like kind of weird. Sun starts coming up, so you can't really, you know, before the sun starts coming up, you can't see anything so you can't really see the waves and i've I've never got seasick ever and we start getting out there i'm like oh, i kind of start feeling a little weird and like look at coop and they're like he's like dude you're white <laughs> <laughs> you do I'm not like, look well oh no so i ended up i ended up just basically dying uh yakking over the side passing i passed out in the basically in like the bottom in the cabin area you got a you got a grand picture of me videos of me <laughs> phenomenal stuff <laughs> and then you know thankfully coop, thank you mike yeah. it's a big compliment coming from the you know the video guy so uh thankfully coop was there to, breathtaking to, to, shots yeah, really to pick up the slack so that was uh that was my the, the wrath of my experience <laughs> yeah i would say so i grew up fishing in in washington we had a you know growing up we had a 19 foot aluma weld and we'd go out in like pretty big water you probably probably sometimes bigger water than you should be in a 19 foot boat <clears throat> but um that stuff was the biggest stuff i've been in oh yeah there's like, like there's like midwest comb and then there's like hawaii comb and then hawaii rough and remember he was like oh yeah these will be it was like it was a little rough. I think then- they said like eight, <laughs> like there was some, you know, a lot of eight stuff. And I think there was probably some 10, 10 foot stuff oh, out yeah. there, which I mean, that's, I don't know. That's big water to me. Big like, enough to me. When you're at the bottom of the wave and you see nothing and, you and then you only up. see anything when you're at the top of the wave, like that's, you know, yeah, those are some big rollers. Like I honestly was surprised like Coop, get on like, and me, like, yeah. to me it was like a, definitely a constant, like I was constantly cognizant of like, 
not staring at anything yes. for too long. You and long I talked about that. Like, I was always, my eyes were always right, moving at something. And like not sticking your head down for too long. Like it was, but we caught some fish. So we caught ahi, rainbow runner. I'm trying to think. Did we catch Oh, uh, jeez. There was like one other type yeah, of fish. Yeah, I think fish. there was three. It was like a different type of tuna, yep. like some sort of jack. Um, we caught some mahi too, I think. Oh, and mahi. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Which that actually was, to me, that was the coolest part because all of a sudden Chimo was like, we reel a fish in, and he saw, or I think uh, Brian caught a mahi. Yep. And and we're, and then all of a sudden Chima was like, you know, pitching some baits over the side, and all of a sudden he's hucking these hand lines out, and I'm like, what the heck oh, is was this cool. guy that doing? Was cool. That was really cool. And then he starts just yarding in these mahis with a hand line over the side of the like boat, rapid fire, mm-hmm. rapid fire, and he's like, he's like, you want, like, he's like a man of few <laughs> words, pretty quiet dude, like super cool, amazing, great dude, dude. hell of a boat captain, like that guy can fish. Yeah. And uh, he's like, do you want to do it? I'm like. Oh yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, your face when he said you want to do it is like his dad. Got like, his like, like your dad was just like saying, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Uh, and that was like cr- so crazy cool. Like you know, hook you know, baiting those things up, pitching over the side, and just kind of letting it drift back. And he's like, ding, 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 bam, you know, and then you know, bring them in mm-hmm. and flip them over the boat. So. I think I landed two that way. I had one. I was trying to bring it over the gunnel, and it bounced off and flipped off. I was yep. super bummed. But um, that was neat. Yeah, that was It was cool. a cool experience for sure. Now, I didn't even know people did that. No, like, not at all. No. I didn't know that was. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, don't overcomplicate things. But at the same time, it seems like when you have this elaborate process to try to just even get on fish, not to mention then you just go throw a hook and a piece of bait on the end of a Right, of, of essentially a hand line. A, yeah, hand line, and then all of a sudden, it's just like the, the swarm comes and fish just. They weren't leader shy because, like, the main no. line of the hand line was basically like small diameter rope. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I would consider it like a small anchor rope, right? Pretty much. Um, the other th- cool thing about that about that to me was like the contrast between the two. Like, you've gone, you got like this mechanized, like electric reel, big game gear, and then. Being like almost like equally effective with a hand line, yeah. yeah. So for sure, yeah. To see those guys, you know, work their operation on how efficient it is was just amazing. Like, you know, Chimo's Chimo's throwing out ropes. I mean, he's just like, I mean, pounding the fish, throwing them in the you know, throwing them in the center. I mean, getting it back out, getting it back out. I mean, the efficiency those guys have is just incredible. As like an innocent bystander, like you want to help. But I also know that I'm just going to be in the way. Yes. <laughs> I definitely, there was many times, not many times, because like there's a lot that I didn't exactly know. But like, you know, the simple things like, okay, these lures are in a mess. I might be able to help the guys out when they go try to change them. Or I want to make this way worse. <laughs> and just maybe I should just stay away. Yeah. Here's your lures. Bro. Yeah. Here's your nest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was cool. So we're, we're keeping, uh, the other thing I'd say about this, basically this entire trip, Remy, is like we came, we had a pretty aggressive uh, pace of uh, planned activities that we did. Oh yeah! So we go straight from that to we get back, we meet up with you. Now you're here. Yep. Thank goodness you're here. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna go hunt the next day. So that's uh, another thing that I've never done is hunt Hawaii. Actually, I've never really fished Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii before, but like never fished it, never hunted it. So like. I'd say overall for me personally, like seeing it from this entirely new perspective was just like really neat. Like, and I think it's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't get to see, which, and there's, the island has so much more, 
you know, the islands have so much more to offer than just like, don't get me wrong. I love to sit on the beach and, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. have yeah. a umbrella drink. Right. Like I, I do enjoy that, but, um, there's a lot going on there. Remy, you've, you've hunted various parts of Hawaii for a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different, different places, uh, different species. Um, I primarily like to chase the axis deer just because they're so, so delicious. Um, there's just, yeah. And there's, you know, it, it's, it's a fun hunt. It's a challenging hunt. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, different islands have different things. Uh, pigs, wild goats. Uh, there's even mouflon sheep in some places. Um, shoot, there's even blacktails somewhere. So, uh, you know, like a little bit of everything. Uh, which is which is pretty cool and kind of like the year-round season kind of thing is is awesome about it too so you could most of the time that i'm hunting there's some time other than our fall season here uh so it, it makes it nice like you can go out you can get you know whether it's beginning of the year or springtime or middle of summer there's a lot of opportunity to be had uh target rich environment in some places as well yeah i mean i think you hit the nail on the head there like it's like definitely in contrast to, I'd say, a lot of places, the year-round season like provides a really cool level of flexibility for, like you said, like an off, a quotation mark, off-season hunt, like compared to, you know, other places. And then um, even just, you know, flexibility with like your work schedule or a family vacation, perhaps. Right. I mean, I could, I'd probably... I feel get, like it's a good opportunity for like guys like us who just want to scratch the itch early. Yeah, and I assume Remy. I know Remy's the same way. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you can I go, got a lot of itches go. that I scratch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Itchy. Uh, speaking of that, like year-round season, uh, one of the like more interesting things I realized there was, uh, and I didn't know this, you know, Marco, till you shot your first buck. Um, I, I guess I almost wonder, like, is the year-round season kind of like correlated to? Uh, you have like different herds, you know, how like we seen some bucks that were fresh out of velvet, some bucks that were shed with just a little bit of velvet growing back. Like, does that contribute to, uh, you know, a year round season or is it just like, there's so many different herds that it doesn't necessarily matter. Oh, a little bit of both. I mean, some of it is like the axis deer, like there are in Hawaii, there's kind of like this kind of like a general time frame that they do things. And then there's ones that are just off cycle. Um, so yeah, like at any point in the year you can, but like generally around January, February, a lot of the mature deer shed, but there will be some that'll are still breeding that time or, you know, like some that are in velvet, you know, you just kind of get a, like a mixture. But then the other thing is, um, you know, I think you get a lot of places that have year round seasons, it's invasive species. So that's kind of like a thing to kind of help knock down the numbers um so it doesn't really matter if the bucks have antlers or not like you can always shoot does you can always shoot this or that to try to get some of the numbers down a little bit Uh, especially when it comes like the goats and pigs and deer whatever you know there's just when there's no predators you kind of like hunting is the main source of regulating the populations and so you know you got to kind of have it open all year if you really want to like keep things in check yeah, I mean that's what's kind of crazy. It's like it's like yeah, they're non, you know, they're non-native species, but then also they've been there for so long. And there's no question like they are they do have an impact on the native plants that are on the island, but they've been there since like the 1800s. And so they're like kind of woven into the fabric of the culture of the island and they're an important food source for some people. So like I think it's it's interesting like and then 
like you said, Remy, they've got no predators, so hunting really is the only, um, you know, I guess I'd say it's a large form of, you know, population management. For sure. Um, yeah, it's like it's a, it seems like a little bit of a tricky balancing act, though, for sure. They're cool animals, though. Yeah. Oh, amazing animals. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. Neat looking. Like like we said, they're not 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 native to the islands. Uh, introduced to, you know, mid-1800s-ish. Uh, uh, and uh, they're cool looking. They're almost like uh, they're like a giant fawn crossed with like an immature bull elk. Yep. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Or I just like a, gi- a giant fawn. You know what's interesting? Remy, do you know? Yeah. It's, they just never lose their spots. No. Yeah. No. It's camouflage. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just their like form of camouflage because they're from places where that blends in and they do blend in pretty well. Um, it's funny. You think those spots would be more of a giveaway, but it just kind of breaks up that pattern a little bit. Well, you think about like why fawns have spots and it's to blend them in better. I, I think so. Um, when you look at it like that, you're like, Oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're I cool thought, capes. Oh, amazingly cool cape. I, I thought they would stand out way more and they really, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tough yeah. to spot. Impossible. Or like yeah. the, that first morning, I'm like, there's a buck right here. And you guys are like, where? And I'm like, it's 300 yards away. It's like, <laughs> right I mean, there. Not to make myself like, sound. I can't find it. <laughs> not to sound even worse, but Remy, that stock, one of the stocks you and I went on, there was uh, a nice buck in like four doe, just in that little crevice. And Remy's doing his thing, mouth tab and all. And he's creeping up there and I'm just trying to see these animals. Like, so I, one, you know, so I'm not getting busted. And two, so I can film, you know, of course. But uh, Remy's like, they're right there. They're right there. They're like 30 yards. And I'm like, I have no idea where. I'm looking for this giant body thing. And all he sees is he had he had a beat on him the whole time. But, you know, all you're seeing, especially the does, is basically their little head sticking out and ears flickering, and, you know. Um, but it was, they, they blend in. Like, props to their, their camo strategy because it, it works. Oh, yeah. And I, I do have to give you a big compliment. I mean, obviously, this is something I knew before Andrew moved. Like, I feel like I've got like at least a pretty good game eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. your, your game eye is pretty next <laughs> level. <is> next level. <laughs> like, uh, it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was impressive. Like, you'd be like, yeah, there's one. And I'm like, you know, ten minutes later after you're walking me into it, I'm like, that's what you saw. Like, yeah, there's one. You know, it's like five miles away. I spot with my naked eye, and it's like I can see an ear with my in the spotting scope, Randy. But. <laughs> Yeah, so lots getting, of practice. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to, I guess, a little bit more of the day by day. We get up early. We go hunt. We're in an area that you have hunted before, and actually, uh, Sean joined us from spearfishing the other day. So that was cool. So it was all of us out there together. Um, and like you said, we spot a buck fairly right off the bat. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it was exciting. We had a fantastic. I feel like first uh, glassing point too. Yeah, it was like classic. Yeah, what describe a little yeah, bit? It looked about- like we weren't going to see anything, and then it's like it's one of those things where it, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there they are. Probably been there the whole time, just behind something or in that tall grass, and finally stepped out, and there he was. There he was. There he was, Marco. And then uh, the buck walks through. I think you guys are like, ah, you know. That's like an okay buck, you know? Like, you want to shoot that buck? I'm like, yeah, I want to shoot that buck. <laughs> yeah. uh, Looked huge to me. <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, and some classic, uh, cla- we're videoing it, hence, you know, having Mike and Coop there, also for good company. 
and kind of the uh, the classic uh, hunter video yep. videographer like are, I'm on him, you're not you on, on him. Are you you're on, on, are you on, on him now? Remy, on him. Remy was on him. I was definitely not on him. So I was like, Remy, where is this buck at? <laughs> it's like, okay, just give, give me it. There was <laughs> you know? one. There was one point where like everything was lined up for me, and I was like, I, I think I said, I go, I'm gonna kill him. And Mike's like, No, 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 uh, eventually we got it put together. I did, I did almost throw it out. I missed. I missed a chip shot. There, it's out there. I didn't want to hide it. I and can't you, hide it, it anymore. In your defense, Marco, I will say the pressure was high. The pressure was The pressure was high. extremely high. You had like high. five sets of eyes on you. Yeah. I mean. And we're like, are you going to shoot it yet? Wait, no, don't <laughs> shoot it yet. Are you going to shoot it yet? <laughs> Wait, don't shoot it. And he was kind of getting to that point where like, it was like, once he kind of left that last hole, like he was going to kind of crest and like maybe it maybe be out of sight so i did miss luckily it's actually a tactic that, that i i like to employ i shot i scared him towards us <laughs> and uh and then we got we him. followed up and yeah it was and, fine. and made a spectacular shot yeah but uh that was cool though like that was like really uh it was amazing to have success like it was awesome to have success so quickly and like to just like see one right away and be like, oh my gosh, those things are beautiful. They're so cool looking. Um, and then we, you know, we, you know, got them, got to walk up on them. But the other cool thing that like sometimes you don't want to, like even for instance, like last weekend, like I hunted whitetails first set of the year, had a, had a little buck come through, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to end it that early because you end it, right. right, right. But in Hawaii, you're like, cool, I got one. Um, Let's get it taken care of, and then then you then your hunt's not over. Right, right. Like, there right. was like feral goats out there. You, you know, you could shoot a couple axe steer. You know, you know if you got lucky. So like, it was like cool to be like, oh, you can have that early success, but still, you know, not be done. So, um, but yeah, for me, that was a good another good spot by you though, because I did not see that thing when it first came. Like, I don't even know if I would have seen it. I, I I know I didn't see it. I didn't see it till we walked up to it. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was going through your head this whole time remy no i mean i i think it was like i was like oh sweet there's a buck and yeah and then you know we we kind of went from like i thought i was like oh this will be a good test of like how fluid everything goes because sometimes on a hunt right and there's like four or five people and man like as we learned later like just like walking around with that many people and, oh, yeah. and like trying to get everything right it can be difficult. Like it, it adds definitely a challenge to just like being out hunting. So I think like when people like see a video or something, they don't really realize like the added challenge of just the, that extra component to kind of like capture it. So that, that like does play a factor in the hunt. And, and I thought like, Ooh, this is actually a really good opportunity here to work out the kinks, whether it works or not. But also like it was a pretty solid setup. Like we had a ridge with a rock, oh, like money cliff money. crawl up. Everybody sat there. Everybody can watch. You know the sun's the sun was like in our eyes. But um, yeah, it was like a, a pretty solid setup on a deer that had no clue we were there within range. Uh, so I was like, yeah, this, this is gonna work out. It's gonna be awesome. It was. It was. It yeah. Was cool. And then you know, I mean, like like you said, like it was just so solid. It's like okay, feel a little bad. Let's fire a warning shot. <laughs> you know. Uh, no, but it was, it was cool. And then like walking up to it, like, I was just like, Oh my God. I mean, they're like, just like gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. Like, oh man. Um, just like, yeah. Smaller but, than I thought they would be, to be honest, a little bit smaller. I think that buck might've been 
you would know a lot more than I would. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a that was a mini head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to like, you know, it was an awesome deer. It was a beautiful deer. Yeah. Everything, I, like you encounter that, it's happened a few times where, I mean, I've seen it with, I've seen it with mule deer. My dad shot one. Like, I think it probably had crossed with a black tail or something. And we're looking at this buck, like three of us there going, that's guaranteed 175. And we shoot it and it's like, 145 inch buck and you can like pick it up with two hands like everything's proportional everything's perfect it's a mature body everything looked great and it's just like a miniature version of the species you know Um, (laughs) which happens yeah i've seen it a few times i've seen it with a desert sheep one time seen it with a mule deer and now i've seen it with an axis deer it's like everything was like that axis deer was just smaller i don't know (laughs) but it It was was uh uh, I will say, like, and I think the video will probably show that because, like, I mean, like, in the grand scheme of axis deer, not, not that I'm, you know, some professional, but like, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's a giant, mm-hmm. but you'd be like, oh, that's a good buck. Yeah, that's exactly what I would think. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And it was like the coos deer. It was like the coos deer of axis deer. Like it was just like you said, everything was like proportional. It was just a uh, micro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it was awesome either way. But yeah, so we go, we move on, and then y- you know you. You guys, Remy spots some axis deer again, uh, naturally. Uh, You guys put the stock on them and then walk us through like, you know, even like what, 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 what were you looking for, Remy? Where were you looking? And then like, how did you spot that buck? And then, yeah. And then like your plan and moving in on it. Oh yeah. Well, I was, I mean, like I I was just bow hunting. I had the mouth tab because I was casted up Um, and, uh, just couldn't, I guess for people who don't know. So I had the, I, I had a, a pretty extensive injury to my right hand. So it's pretty much useless on this hunt. I was in a full cast. Um, so I, I, could, I think I could move my fingers a little bit, but not real well. Um, so I kind of trained myself to shoot a bow by like biting down on this. Um, it was actually a piece of a vortex bino harness. I just cut it off and put it on the D loop. Then I just bite down on that and then push forward, draw back. I think I was shooting, what was I shooting? 55 pounds, 60 pounds then. And then, um, and then I just open my mouth to shoot the bow. Uh, so it's just like shooting it with your fingers, but you draw it back with your mouth. Um, so there's some complications with that. Like I like to be pretty close, uh, you know, 40 yards or less. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, close. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I, and I, for this hunt, you know, I was pretty much just looking for does really, unless it was like a giant, you know, really big mature buck. Cause I've, I've shot plenty of deer and, you know, just kind of knock the numbers down. Plus they're so delicious. Um, so I was just uh, looking for does Prim- actually, to be honest, the smaller the doe, the better, like real tasty morsels is what I was on the hunt for. And so I spotted a buck bedded and we snuck into what, like maybe 20 yards. Yeah, I would say we were, we were close 20, 30 yards. Um, but it was like a, it was a, it was just a young buck. It was like a nice buck, but I, I just didn't really want to shoot it. So I was trying to get one of the does, but there was, I think there was a couple of bucks in that group and the bucks all offered shots, but the does were like real hidden. So, um, so I decided to try to crawl in. I think I crawled like under 20 um to one of the bedded ones just hoping to like maneuver so when they stood up i'd get a shot um we sat there for a long time maybe 
20, 30 minutes. But I also was like, we could sit here all day or I could try to make a move now and um, decide to make a move so we didn't have to just bake in the sun for any longer. And uh, I, I can't remember. I think something happened. Oh, the wind swirled, didn't it? Yeah. yeah that's wind swirled. Saying. You're like waiting there forever. Like, oh, this is going to be perfect. I was like, if there's a big buck, maybe. I, but it's like, okay, there's a lot of does around. I don't want to waste an entire day waiting for this one doe out of this group of bucks. Um, and the wind swirled and they blew out. But uh, it, like, I, I feel like had we wanted to shoot a buck, we would have tagged a buck right there would have been cool but oh uh, for sure i mean yeah. that was yeah. a cool spot it was a cool spot it was and a cool like spot. Yeah. generally like it's generally like seems like it's like you have the opposite problem like i can't say that I'd, i've ever been in the situation where i only had shots at the bucks you I've know yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like that's cool it was really cool yeah. to watch uh you guys like sneak in so close like i mean you guys were definitely in the danger zone for yeah. like a really long time i just remember thinking i cannot be the reason that they bust out tiptoe do whatever you have to do i cannot be the reason <laughs> but that was uh did we take our shoes off for that i can't even, i think we might have uh yeah did we i think we did That's, i think we did yeah we yeah. went shoes off we went super yeah. stealth ninja mode yeah I like it. Yeah, it was good. That was a good sneak. That was a fun, I, I like that, like where you're like, all right, let's just get in. And then we got in and we're like, let's get a little closer. Let's get a little closer. And we were we were in close, like to, you know, to sneak in on a group of deer like that is pretty tough. It's pretty dry. It's kind of like loud, kind of dry country. So when you can get in like that, that's, that's you did something right. Um, and those deer can be pretty keyed in. Because later in the week, we hunted an area that was a little bit drier and no, we should have made some different plays there because it was yeah. like we were not yep. sneaking in. It's like one person's too many. Yep. <laughs> um, it was tough. Yeah, that I mean that it, you know, it, it's just it's tricky. Like the more the more people that you add, it's just like it's just oh, harder. Oh my you gosh! Know? You know, you start adding camera guys, and then you know you got equipment and all that stuff. It just it literally makes everything so much more difficult. So it when does. it does go right, it's like. We did it. You know, it's magical. We did it. it is. It's magical. And I feel like even in other than like in what I would call the jungle country that we went into the day, that one day, I would I would say like the, the lower land that we were in, you know, majority of the time, there's not a ton of cover in there. So like you really have to play your wind. And like in Remy and I's case, that one time when it swirled, they were just gone, you know, especially how keen they are. It's like, you get, like you said, everything has to be perfect. Yep. And I know. So after, after I shot that buck in the morning, I picked up my bow because I knew if I continued to hunt with the rifle, then I would just continue to gun everything down that I saw. So, uh, I figured, uh, let's, uh no, Fair but, uh, but no, it just seemed like it's like, oh, let's go bow hunt together. You know, it's like, we got, we've had some success, let's go, you know, and there were a lot of feral goats, uh, in the area. We were seeing those pretty consistently. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, we stalked those deer that ended up, you know, blowing out of there, got on some goats later that day. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, golly, like, you know, like kind of like full disclosure. I mean, I guess everybody makes a bad shot every once in a while. But, like, was that you, Coop and I? I think Remy spotted them again. And then we kind of looped around, put the sneak on these two billies, and got to 40. I think it was, like, right at 40. Yeah, it was either 40 or maybe a little less, if I remember right. It could have been. But, like, up until, like, up to the hunt, like, I was, like, actually shooting my bow like the best i've like been shooting my bow like my confidence level was through the roof uh been shooting a lot like just feeling good about the way my bow was shooting um when we got here or like when we landed like first thing i did shoot my bow and i'm like dude 20 30 40 you're dead on like my sight tape was dead on before i left like i was like 
things are good. And uh, and they, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know if I misjudged the um, the angle of the goat, or I mean, it was a little bit, you know, a little bit windy, so my pen was floating a little bit. But like when that shot broke, I was like, that was a good shot. And when the arrow hit, it hit basically at least exactly where I thought it wanted to, or you know, pretty darn close. And I thought that the arrow initially I thought that the arrow had hit quartering like he was quartering away and then it went in penetrated and they're not like giant animals so I thought it had like hit his offside shoulder and then just like stuck he kept like stayed in him he kept it with him and ran off like I was actually expecting to see him tip over and then I mean long story short like we give we gave the goat some time like it was an epic stock like I said the shot felt good ended up not being a good shot you know hit him in the shoulder and then we um you know, followed up and got on him a couple times, never was able to get another arrow in him, and then we lost him in the cliffs, which those cliffs, Remy, um, they kind of just fall off. Yeah, they aren't, like, go walk on cliffs because it's pretty loose and pretty steep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, we followed him a long ways, and yeah, it was just in his, hit him in the shoulder, and, yeah, I think those things are tough enough. They just brush it off, like, yeah, okay. Um, something in my shoulder, <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah, he just wants that they, they get into the cliffs and it's like safety, like it's just below us and there's nothing you can do really from there. Yeah. That's like, um, I mean, they really are a cliff. Like you just it's wouldn't, straight. Oh gosh. you wouldn't ever, like, I don't love cliffs anyway, but, um, those just seemed extra cliffy. So that was a bummer. Like that was a bummer, you know? And again, it's like. You never want to lose an animal. You don't want to, definitely don't want an animal to suffer, you know, but, you know, hopefully, like you said, fingers crossed, like, you know, get hit in the shoulder, hopefully brush it off. And then on the flip side, there definitely wasn't a lack of goats there. Um, So, like, I don't know, it's like, like I said, that's not how you want an animal to die, but there were definitely plenty of goats. They're non-native, you know, they're affecting the landscape like it's Very invasive, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't think we hurt the population that day. Nope. No, I've never seen so many goats in my life oh, gosh. on one hillside. Yeah. I, I would say I that the down. goats probably do more damage than anything. They, they're pretty destructive and they can kind of be anywhere. You know, I mean, think about like a goat eats everything and they definitely, they definitely live by that. You know, they're in some like crazy places. Yeah. I mean, and, and they must be, um, they, they must multiply pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, so that was a bummer, but I'm trying to, and then that kind of, I mean, we hunted some more that day, went to yep. a few different spots. Would you say, so before we left on this trip, like I talked to several people, Remy, and they're like, oh yeah, bow hunt it. If you want to get good at stalking deer, you know, you might blow some out then you go over the next hill, find some different ones, find some different ones, find some different ones. But I feel like, 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 we definitely saw deer, you know, but, like, it wasn't, like, crazy, like, how people were talking about it. Was that was that a little bit different than what you've experienced in the past? I mean, it's just hunting, you know. Sometimes you go out and you're, like, you you remember the really good days better, too. Like, sometimes you go out and you're, like, I saw 100 deer. That was crazy. And sometimes you go in there and you're, like, I didn't see any deer. And it just seemed like we had more days where we just didn't see as many deer, um, which I think you know, where, for where we were hunting, like generally there's a lot of deer, but 
they just weren't there while we were there. So, yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, I think that, you know, I was expecting to see a lot more deer. Um, like I, I don't think I ever saw a buck that I would have shot. Maybe, I don't know. Um, which is pretty abnormal. Uh, normally you'd see like, you know, at least one or two good bucks you'd think, but, um, yeah, I think that we didn't see as many as normal, but it could have been like a, a factor of just a lot of different things, just like anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was even wondering if like the amount of goats that were in there were, was affecting perhaps like, like the deer taught, I have no idea, right? It's like complete speculation, but if like the deer were like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, I don't like this many goats around or maybe the goats were even eating. Right. Like lack, lack of vegetation to some degree of, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Like there, the island's kind of been going through a pretty good drought too. So like animals are just a little bit more dispersed and maybe not in places that. I mean, that could have a lot to do with it. And those goats can be pretty hard on the drier areas. So a dry area that probably held a lot of deer that's been in drought. You know, is pretty dry. So um, definitely could have taken away a lot of the deer's food source and pushed them into just thicker cover, thicker places. Which we ended up doing a little bit of jungle hunting and getting on some deer and, and goats and and everything in there too so um you know we kind of adjusted our tactics a little bit based on what we were seeing um which i thought i thought was a good a good strategy especially you know to go with the bow like hunt that close country because then all your shots are just real close um hunt that thick stuff and and that was a lot of fun too yeah i mean i mean perfect segue because i was about to say like speaking of thicker country (laughs) uh yeah that jungle which talk about like contrast of like where we initially started hunting, which I would like, like it almost seemed like, I don't know, like more arid. Yeah. I would for a sure. better term. Um, like more open glassable. Um, and then you go to the jungle where it's like, if you see it, it's likely in range. Um, that was cool. Like I enjoyed every aspect of the hunt, but I feel like I particularly enjoyed being in the jungle. Yeah. The jungle, the jungle was, was really gnarly. Cool. It was for cool. Sure. What um what do you like better, Remy? Which do you like the jungle or the more open stuff? Um, it I like wherever the animals are, but uh, <laughs> you know, yes, like I I like I mean honestly I like I like hunting that thick kind of jungle country. It's kind of fun. It's just different, you know. Um, like you see a lot of like you just kind of it feels like you're kind of on a different kind of adventure. It's like big steep country, but vines and random wild fruits and we're doing, we found like some wild or like a wild orange tree that was probably like some pig had run up the mountain and you know now there's an orange tree here and you're like oh cool let's eat an orange <laughs> um, <laughs> you know and then it's like okay let's hunt on boys uh so i thought that that like that's just kind of fun um and you really don't know what you're gonna encounter there like it's it's difficult hunting with uh when you're i will say this like how many of us there was four of us um, four people like still hunting through the thick cover, difficult, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not one person, like you can kind of sneak in and you see, like you have a lot more opportunity. Um, but we still had, we still had a few opportunities, uh, you know, and I, I like that country too. Cause, um, you know, the opportunity for pigs and other stuff in there as well. Like you kind of a little bit of more of a smorgasbord where it's like, yeah, you got goats, you got pigs, you got deer. You just don't really know what you're going to run into there. Yeah, so which we ran into all the things. Yeah. Actually, I think when we sat down everything. just to take a break, it wasn't just to get you know catch some water and get a snack. And all of a sudden, I think within a half hour, we seen every species we were yeah. essentially targeting. Yeah, that yeah. that was cool. So we had a couple. We we spooked 
a huge pig kind of off the go like you're not right off the go but like we're down low pretty still mm-hmm. um i haven't seen a lot of pigs in my life but i do think that was the biggest one that looked like that a wheelbarrow yes. running through the jungle literally it was giant that thing went up like a pretty steep slope it pretty did. fast <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive it was a it was a very impressive specimen um I don't know. Like Remy, like you, you have a lot more uh, experience with pigs. Like, was that was that like a big one? Was that like an average one? Yeah, I, that was a good pig. That was a pretty big pig. They do uh, like when you just all of a sudden see a pig. Um, they it's like bears. You know, they they all kind of look big. But that was that was a pretty good size. That was when it's like size. the one time Remy, I asked, I was like, Remy, are there are there cattle up here? And he's like, No, not at all. I'm like, Well, that that thing down there looks like a cow. <laughs> It was huge. There were some big pigs in there. It was sure. huge. And I'm like, that is, that's something like prehistoric. Yeah. yeah. But they, they eat good for sure. I think they know where all those big mango trees are, all the fruit trees. And like, imagine being a pig and just constantly eating high sugared fruits, right? Guavas, mangoes, whatever else, oranges, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, they eat good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Speaking of pigs, even more, it's like Coop said, we kind of stopped to like in like, which I think that was kind of an area that you had identified as like a generally gamey zone that you'd been in there. So we kind of stopped, take a break, grabbing a snack and like a couple pigs roll through. I'm able to get, I wouldn't say it was the biggest pig in the world, but um, hopefully it's the tastiest pig in the world. I've been, I've been saving it for a special occasion. But, uh, yeah, small pig goes through, get a shot at it, end up getting it with the bow, which was yep. super cool. That was super cool. Yep. None of us are ready. Nope. <laughs> we were in snack mode. We were in snack <laughs> mode, for sure. Yeah, uh, but neat, totally neat colorations. Like, I've got some pictures of it, and the, the, um, the way that its coat blends in with the leaf litter is, like, uncanny. Like, it's, like, it's almost, like... You would really have to like enough. They come in different. Like we saw black ones and like you know whatever, white right? reds, yeah. But um, th- it was pretty cool. So we got him, which was neat, and then um, got him cut up, and he was uh, you know, he was uh, I guess you know uh, matching the theme of micro axis deer. Like he was kind of like a micro pig. But, That's fair. Uh, you know, you put him in your backpack and off you go. <laughs> I think yeah. tastes phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we go up the mountain a little bit further. So now we've seen, and we saw some axis deer from that yep. spot too, but nothing like came close, you know. And, and the one thing, like particularly in that area, I was like, you really can't see that far. And we saw like a couple pigs on a couple different occasions. On a couple occasions, we see axis deer filter through. And you're like, and this is all within like not, like it just made me like I'm like how much game is actually like creeping around this jungle yeah, that for you, sure. like all the time that you just can't see. Right. I mean that country's insanely thick. I yeah. mean I mean it's wild. I, I it's almost feel, like Jurassic yeah. Park. I feel like it's fair to say like if you were seeing 25 yards you were doing pretty darn good. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. Well there's those there is those parts where it's like we're crawling and I'm like oh these guys have to hate me like crawling through that lantana that just brush that grabs you and like on our hands and knees like under tree I mean you could what probably see an arm's length if that <laughs> it was like kept having to stop and see who's coming through the bush Oh yeah there would be times where like you guys would be like 5 10 feet ahead and you could hear you yeah. but we couldn't see you. Yeah. It was thick. That that's probably where my Western Washington hunting roots like helped me out because I was like, oh, this is normal. But <laughs> yeah, 
Um, yeah, this is how you hunt elk. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that was cool. We go up the mountain a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, I mean, that's the other thing. Like out of nowhere, like just like you're there, and then all of a sudden, poof! Here are two big billy goats. The jungle billy. Jungle billy. Jungle yeah, billy. Jungle billy. And they're just like there. And Remy's, Remy's, you know, leading the charge. He's ahead of us. And then like, I don't, Remy, like what, describe this scenario. Yeah. I mean, we're just essentially, we hit a ridge where it uh, opened up a little bit more because it kind of dropped off really steep on one side and then like this, this kind of ridge. And then, yeah, out popped some goats. I, I don't even know if I've seen goats up there before. So I was like, Ooh, jungle billy and um, <laughs> and i i was ahead of everyone just so like because i only had the one arm so i was trying to give myself a little bit of advantage i didn't <laughs> tell them that though i was like yeah cool uh no so uh they they walk across and i just knock an arrow and i look back like i was trying to get mark to come up and he's like that's not gonna happen because <laughs> uh, they're moving and i was like all right bite down draw back give it a little aim and let her fly and uh hit the goat good and it just bombed off the bombed off the steep side and we go well we're gonna find that one in the bottom so yeah we uh found some trails down it was like that was steep i mean i wouldn't say it was vertical but it's about as steep as you can walk on there was like enough jungle stuff you could like grab on and then you'd be like dropping down to another almost like game trails that kind of went straight down it um yeah, we kept having to watch where we we're going and and everything. I don't know how many people uh, took a fall. There was one spot where I, I turned around and be like, "Hey, be careful of this!" And then someone falls, and then who was it? Coop, you fell. Yeah. And then I I tell was it Mark next? And I was like, Mark, be careful. Just boom. <laughs> just and then ended up on my lap pretty much. Yeah, I was like, all right, this is how we're doing it. It's cool. It's one way to get to the bottom. <laughs> That that was the that was the only time I w- I was actually wishing that we somehow had like um like a third cameraman that to document <laughs> yeah. just like literally like uh, like you said it was like boom and then like you're like oh I should look out for that boom yeah. like oh I should look out for that boom <laughs> but it kind of reminds I, know, I was me like of... fumbling with my phone to get it out I was like hey watch out for that Boof. oh geez yeah okay. <laughs> you right hey Mark he just fell yeah yeah no I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of that one stock we went on in the lower country where I was I was last in line and all three of you guys were ahead of me and you all tripped over the same rock and I I was like okay there's a rock there don't don't trip over it walked right into the rock <laughs> yeah that was a Didn't tricky skip one a beat. <laughs> um yeah that was that was that was so cool though like seeing those billies come out and like you said to me like I just knew like. I knew the time frame for which that was going to happen, and me moving oh. ahead was not part of that time frame at all. I, I think I said, "I'm like just, just kill him," just kill him. Just, yeah. and like, <laughs> dude, you drew back, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'm like, it was actually almost, it was probably like even more fun to watch it happen because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to happen." <laughs> and then you shot with your mouth tab, which is still, you know, I think you shoot better with a mouth tab than I do regular. And I see that arrow hit, and I was like, oh, good shot. Like, it was just like, it looked it perfect. Like, I was just like, oh, that was awesome. And he, like you said, he pitched down over the other side, which you're like, eh, that's maybe not so perfect. But <laughs> uh, but we got him, though. Like, we, yeah. we trailed him down and, and uh, had pretty good pretty good blood the whole way. And he just, I think gra- I think gravity kind of yeah. took hold shortly yeah, after the shot, sure. really. Yeah. And then just in the bottom where it was essentially like two waterfalls would have converged if it was wetter. I don't, there wasn't much, there wasn't any running water in it, but 
um, yeah, pretty cool little little box canyon down in the bottom, and then cut them up, packed them back. We just we we thought about walk. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like in that kind of country, you're just like we're kind of like, oh, let's just see if we can drop down, and we got cliffed out immediately. I'm like, nope, got to walk back up. So yeah, walked back up. Yeah, Normally those stuff. billy goats stink real bad too, but that one wasn't so wasn't bad. I don't know if it's just like the real wet country that he was living in just kind of kept all that nasty billy goat smell off but it wasn't so bad that was a good that was a good billy to take yeah 100 percent. like i remember like i remember like you commented you're like oh this dude doesn't really stink and then like you know i was like curious so i'm like really tried to like and i'm like it doesn't really smell like anything no like, it didn't i noticed like after the fact you know like after just like whatever manipulating the head blah 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 to get pics uh it did smell a little bit but not near to the level of what I would assumed, you know, hearing that, Hey, those, these animals reek. Yeah. So that was cool. And he was a big one. Oh yeah. And yeah, I think, and then we, yeah, like you said, we were like, Oh, let's, you know, maybe like we'll take this drainage out. And then like you said, got clipped out immediately <laughs> and then <laughs> turned around and climbed out. Climbed up the hill. <laughs> climbed out. And then by that point we, I mean, we had the pig, we had the goat, it's getting a little bit later in the day. So we, I think we, you know, we hunted a little bit more and then just kind of, you know, we, took a little bit to get up in there and there's really there's I never felt like there was a spot where you weren't hunting you know so like yeah like, you're like you're like always in the game you know like the moment you leave the truck it's like we're in the game yeah you know so which makes it nice when you're like heading out you're like all right let's go you're like well no let's just you know hunt our way out so that was cool we hunted our way out to the truck and had some success and yeah I just I I enjoyed I enjoyed like the jungle. Like I liked the terrain. I liked the plants, the fruits. Like it was, it was mysterious. You know, like you just never knew what like ten steps might bring right. or just waiting for ten minutes might bring. Like it yeah. was. And I feel like it was like, like to me, I've never been to like the jungle, if you will. But like that was the jungle. Like it's bluebird skies, and then like five minutes later, we're getting rained on. Oh yeah, because constantly, just yeah. random, and, like, random. And- you know, things rained. And like in the camera guy world, we're like, oh, we got to cover cameras again. All right, here we go. 20 minutes on, five minutes off, yeah. you know. So it was cool. Yeah, not not the most conducive to electronics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we may have went down a lens on that, huh? but that's yeah. all right. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> we always break something. But, yeah, I like that. That that was cool. I, I liked it in there. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was wild. It was definitely cool to see, like, the... I guess to my knowledge, you know, the two, the two differences in Hawaii, you know, like I, I would have just assumed it was all like the lower land stuff. And then you get up into what looks like decent mountains, you know, doable country. And then you get into it and it's, it's jungle for sure. Oh yeah. And it's steep it too. Is. Like there's definitely a lot Very of, steep. you know, I mean like the route that we went up, like you probably, have you hunted much of the jungle Remy? Like, is it, can it be difficult to even pick a route to get up into where you want to be? Oh yeah. No, that's, I mean, we went the route that I knew we could get in there. There's places like you get, like we, you know, we tried to go out a way that I'd never been. And it was like, Nope, we're cliffed out. <laughs> that's why we go this way, you know? Um, because yeah, there's definitely, I mean, you can easily get into places that you just can't get up or get down for sure. It's like, you just don't know. Yeah. I don't care for that. Or just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. So, um, so we got out and, Oh, yeah. bring some water. Water's key. Yeah, uh, you just you can go through a fair water. amount of water. Yeah, what is it? Hot, eighty-five. 
85. It's sticky no wind, in there. Sticky. Oh, yeah. You're sweating. So, yeah, we got out. We hunted the next day. As oh, wait. I But we, I gotta, uh, we got to go back to the first morning because the first thing that I spotted, or maybe she, oh, uh, yes. Sean might have spotted. Uh, so, we're like, before we saw the deer, <laughs> I looked down at the, because oh. I was like, I, I mean, deer hunting is, is awesome. You know, I like, I love chasing axis deer, but I was more like marks on deer. I really wanted to shoot pigs. And, um, and the first thing in the morning, I see this like nice ginger pig. It was like a, a red Gel pig with like pig. a white, I called it, I was like, dude, that's, that's the pig of my dreams right there. The old ginger pig. And these guys were like, oh, cool. A ginger pig. And I was like, yeah, no, it's really <laughs> cool. I really want to shoot it. So I was like, okay, in my head, what was going through my head is like, I better hurry up and find a deer so I can go kill that pig. Cause I want, I wanted to like slow play it. Like, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, so nobody really cared about the ginger pig, you know. But um, yeah, I was pretty. All I talked about the whole trip was like the ginger pig that got away, <laughs> yeah. and so we went back to that spot that evening after shooting the uh, shooting the goat. And I think you guys were like, "Oh, let's go shoot goats." And I was like, and then I spotted some axis deer, and I was like, uh, "You know, the goats are cool, but I'm gonna go stalk these axis deer." And you guys are like, cool. All right, you go do that. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I like snuck into like 30 yards on, there's maybe three or four bucks in there. And uh, I was just like waiting. I was waiting for a doe again, you know, same deal. And uh, and I look down and I see the ginger pig and it was just like, oh, it's on. <laughs> and I was by myself. I crept down there. I think like I got 30 yards and I was trying to film it myself with my phone, but I had nothing. So I was like sticking it in the tree and it kept falling out, sticking it in the tree, falling out. Sticking it. So I, I think I was sitting on it for a while and uh, ended up just saying, forget it. And then drew back and shot it and had myself the ginger pig. But I only had one hand and I couldn't, you, you know, use the one. So I had to skin it one handed, left handed. You know how you hold a pig foot? When you've only got one hand and you need the other one for your knife and you can't let your cast hand touch it. Say it ain't so. (laughs) I'm not saying I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the hardest thing. That was way way harder than shooting a bow one-handed is skinning a pig one-handed, I'll tell you that much. And then my phone died and uh, I ended up packing it back and meeting you guys after dark. I don't, did you guys, you guys got on some goats but didn't shoot any, right? That's, I I believe that's the night we've seen that big group of, of the, goats, the right? Towards route. the really yep. sketchy coast. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the lava rocks. Yeah. Into the ankle busters. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we, we got on them. Um, and, yeah, just like. We kept being, we were like right like, there, like multiple times. We were just that close. Ended up not working out. But one thing also I'll say consistent, you know, like Remy, obviously like you've got, you know, the, the one hand operation here. <clears throat> But you also refuse to accept any sort of help at uh, any right, yeah. point in time. Like I'd say uh, <laughs> somewhat stubborn in that regard because I thought I was asking for a lot of help. That's a lot of help for me. You guys, just, I was like, man, I'm so needy. These guys are probably so thankful to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> like totally opposite. I'm opposite. Like, I'm like, yeah. man, I wish you would let me help with something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what you could, I'm just saying future state, what you could have done is walked back and said, hey, guys, I got one. And then we just come down and then we cut it up. And then we leave, and that then you avoid um, uh, a pig mouth. 
pig mouth. Yeah, that thought never crossed my mind. I was like, nah, just bite the pig's foot and use your left hand to cut it open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised. I'm not surprised, and you might not be surprised that that's a thought that would not cross my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, I'm generally okay with outside germs, but I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah. But that that was super cool because, like you said, the ginger pig was definitely like a common a common theme that like I feel like uh, it's interesting to hear like you know you're like oh my god ginger pig and they're like be cool be cool don't like don't talk up the ginger pig but you you couldn't not talk up because I know I talked up the ginger pig there's a lot you of know, talk I was like it was like it was kind of like I was just staking my claim I was like you guys can shoot anything <laughs> you want. You can shoot the deers, you can shoot the goat, like you get first shot on everything. But if ginger pig shows itself, <laughs> and I think you guys knew, like when I came back with the ginger pig, yep. you're like, you went over for their, there for the ginger pig. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. There was, yeah, we all looked at Fair. you and you're I like, did. all right, Remy, what did you shoot? You like, you <laughs> just us with this, this this sick look, <laughs> ginger pig. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys go over that. Why don't you go over that way? I'm going to go check over here for a little while. The solo yeah. assassin in Ginger Pig. I mean, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, I had no, I had no doubt and was no. not surprised that what transpired transpired. Right. Well, especially when you get back at dark and we got back like right at dark and, and you know, we all, I feel like we all kind of got back at the same time generally. And then all of a sudden Remy's not there and it's like, okay, did something happen or did he kill something? Cause he definitely killed something. And we all knew that. Well, and then, you know, classic this has happened to me before like i think your phone died you know like because i think you could get some you know like a little bit spotty yeah um but uh anyway you know you're you're good you're you're you were fine you just yeah. you couldn't talk on the phone anyway you had a pig foot in your mouth yeah so. exactly <laughs> you sound a little muffled oh that's the pig foot um, but uh yeah that was that was super cool so yeah so we got back with i mean the uh like the trifecta you know or really we had uh you know uh i guess the two pigs and and the goat you know that night and then the next day we went out and uh that's where uh when remy talks about um we shot some uh younger does which with the rifle which was like awesome like we kind of came full circle there and and uh you know once again uh uh Remy spots. <laughs> Shocker. Remy spots. <laughs> a common yeah. theme. And uh, yeah, shot one with the rifle. Remy grabbed uh, my rifle and shot the other one. And, and actually, I had that's what I had for dinner last night and then had some leftovers really? for oh, lunch really? today. So like nice. this is like perfect timing oh, for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Remy, speaking of, uh, how how'd the, uh, the wrist fare after that shot? Oh, it w- I mean, it was, I didn't really, I wasn't really holding the gun very much, so. I mean, because I couldn't, you know, (laughs) it was awkward. Yeah, it seemed like it might. Yeah, it was like Mark had shot one and there was two of them together and the other one, I was like, well, we're here, you know. (laughs) Might as well. I mean, it looked fun. Might as well. Yeah, when in Rome. Uh, When in Rome what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was fun. Uh, Yeah, and I was like, that's the perfect eating deer. I actually, um, I've got some defrosting right now. So that, that. Venison looks like pork. It's like white meat. It's so good. It, I mean, you you couldn't describe it like any other way. Like that, like when I pulled, in fact, you know, when I was pulling it, I was going through the freezer last night, like I had to do like a double take. I'm like, oh, is this part of that pig? And I was like, no, no, this is marked axis deer backstrap. But yeah, it's just like just so tender, so mild. Like it was, I can I can see why you'd be like, yep, I'll take 
ten of those, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freezer. Um, yeah. So that was neat. Definitely that was like delicious. just like a really cool way to, you know, I guess we kind of capped it off. Yeah, kind of capped yeah. it off. But then, yeah, Remy felt strongly that I shouldn't leave the island without a goat. So then we went bow hunting, you know, chasing that herd around for a while. Um, I missed wide left on two, like oh, wide, like wide, way wide left. Yeah, I was like. Well, the first time, okay, so we sneak in and Mark shoots, and I was like, I, I was like, I think there's something messed up with your bow, and Mark is like, it could have been me, and I was like thinking to myself, like, if that's you, we have some serious problems, dude. <laughs> like, it was like ten feet left. I mean, it was so far left, and uh, but and we're like, okay, well, they didn't run far. Let's sneak in again. So we move in again, and uh, what happened? And then it happened again. Same, like exact place. I mean, same same thing happened. But then, like also, like on the first shot, Remy, like I'm like, well, it could have been me. Like you know, whatever. Like oh, yeah. for sure. But also, I didn't I didn't see the arrow. Like I had no. I heard the arrow hit something, but it was so far off that the arrow was not anywhere close to my line of sight of like when I was staring at the goat, you know, and sometimes you shoot and like, you know, you just don't see, you know, I don't know. I didn't see the arrow. So I was like, well, I don't really know what happened other than I missed. And then on the second one I'm shot at, I was like, oh yeah, like that's like, I mean, I can miss. Well, yeah. And then remember when me and you stalked in and Coop, Coop, you looped around, you took a shot at that and and it hit, I mean, we saw it, we remember in the super slow-mo, it was like it hit a rock and bounced, and it's like, at that point, we're like, okay, something, something's probably up here. Something, yeah. Some, I mean, and it was windy. And it that was, was windy, like, but, that was like post, you know what I mean? Like, even that was, but like, I didn't see that shot either, but right. then like, you know, like, you start to put one, two, three together, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know? And, and so, yeah, something was uh, definitely wrong with my bow. Um, Remy uh, made a, uh, then we went back and shot it just to confirm that like, it was off and Remy made a uh I'd, I'd call it a gross manual adjustment of the bow sight it got pretty back close on I looked at it and I was like that doesn't look right and just pulled it I was like now try it he's like yeah that worked <laughs> looks great <laughs> yeah I think it was like the third act that's one thing dude that's a tip for people right there man check that third axis because it's the one thing, like, I think that's what it had been, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're somehow, the sight had pushed away, yep. but it was in such a way that it was actually kind of hard to notice, and it was I, it was substantial how far it moved the point of impact. It Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, the animals were safe. Very they safe. They got a little bit smarter <laughs> that day. But yeah. then, then after we really sorted out that, we're like, eh, you know, I don't really, it's like, yeah, we got it back on close but like not super you know what i mean you just like i don't know you just want to you know be as confident as possible so then we picked up the rifle and then got on the herd of goats and uh got one got a uh a really cool like it was like i was stoked like those goats they're interesting you know what i mean like they're oh, yeah. lots of different colors yeah i feel like everyone's different they all, everyone looks different you know like you said to the colors to their an- horns their I think. Hor- yeah their horns, horns yeah. like the goat that you shot, Remy, like had these like crazy cool, like almost spiral to them, and then the one that I shot, like I think you called it like a mini ibex. 
Yeah, it looks just like an like up and back, like and had that kind of like ibex cross on the back. Really cool looking. Some probably some kind of maybe ibexy blood. You know, it just had that like that ibex look. It was cool. So that dude is super neat looking. So it's cool. It's cool to like you know, even though like it, you know, obviously you know trying to get one with the bow, it didn't work out. But like it was cool to to get one with the gun and and you know like felt like you know made a good shot with the rifle. Like I think it was like I don't know, not not like a exceptionally long shot i think it was like you know a buck 30 or a buck 50 or something like that but you know poof you know put it right where we wanted it and goat went down and got him picked packed out and then we rolled back got back got back to the house and then uh i think we were organizing gear and doing stuff like that and then remy just uh, went hunting again yeah you are <laughs> you are the Terminator. Once you are set in motion, you cannot be stopped. Oh yeah, no, I know. I was like, ah, I gotta go look for a big buck. I think I might. That was probably the only. I don't even know. I didn't even see. That was probably the first time I haven't seen like a buck that I was like, ooh, I want to try to shoot that deer. Yeah, that but. that buck that you and I stalked in on. Um, that was a de- remember that that was a decent buck. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. kind of leaving out a couple that was, hunts. In that's between. right. Yeah that that would have been the only one that yeah. I think I would have shot. Um, because yeah. I was like I was like yeah he's borderline, but I was like I, I'll shoot that one. Um, yeah that was the only one, and it was in some real dry country, and he bedded, and so he started crawling in. Um, yeah, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, it was tough hunting down there. Yeah, that was, was. yeah. I kind of actually, I kind of skipped over a a day when we hit a different piece, and yeah, it was like it, we really hunted like three very different places. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. That was like that was like ninety degrees, sun beating down, no wind, and then we kind of split off. You know, you guys went your way, Rem and I just went our own way and tried to figure it out. I like hunting that stuff, but you have to be by yourself. Like, there's no, I mean. You know, if one person steps on a stick, that's it. Your hunt's over for the rest of the day. You know, you get no chance, no reduce. So, uh, but it was fun. Yeah, it was it was tricky in there, and there was like you know a fair amount of animals. Coop and I, yeah, we seen a good amount of deer in there. Um, and Sean was with us in the, in the morning for that, and we saw a fair amount of deer, and definitely, um, you know, definitely could have gunned some down with the rifle, but yep. we're predominantly bow hunting, like a little bit of both, but like. Um, you know, and that was just, yeah, it was just a trickier property all the way around. And the lava rock was gnarly in there. Like, that's probably the weirdest, hardest stuff I've ever tried to walk on. I'd agree. That, that's, that's something else. That's like, it's hard. To, it's hard to even describe. I've hiked a lot of places. That's the only place I've ever injured myself hiking is like I was, I mean, like Hawaii, the lavas. It's just like the lava roll, man. You step on the one wrong thing, it just rolls out from underneath you, and that's it. I was like, yeah. What did stuff? So, because you told us that story a little bit while you're out there. So, like, what? So, you hurt your foot, and then what did, uh, like, a fairly severe, fairly severe injury, right? Oh, yeah. I was broke. Yeah. So, (laughs) it was, uh, it was the first day that I was hunting, and I was, uh, I was like so excited. I was like, oh, this is like the first time I'm chasing axis deer. And I was camping out, um, and I think I, I had like two or three days to hunt. And so I like first morning, first day, I see a nice axis deer buck. I'm up on this big ridge, and I was like, just like, and I was like, oh, it's down there. I'm gonna get down there really fast. 
and go shoot it. So I'm like running down the hill and I've got my bow in one hand and I was holding a camera in the other. And is the grass was probably knee high, so dumb. And uh, stepped on one of those lava rollers and just wham, and we just went over. You know, like somehow my foot rolled off, got caught in a thing, and I fell over, and um, just heard pop. And I was like, "Oh, bad!" So I just um, I stopped. I t- I tightened my boot as tight as it would go, and then I. Uh, um, what did I do? And then I just hunted the rest of the day. I think I hiked like 11 miles by the time I got back to the track. I was so dehydrated. I think it didn't swell up because I was so dehydrated. And then I think I ended up calling Sean and being like, hey, dude, you got any duct tape? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, sure. For what? I was like, oh, I got to fix something. <laughs> and then like just duct tape, like took my boot off and immediately duct taped it as tight as I could and hunted the next two days um, and shot a deer, goat, pigs, it was awesome, but yeah, it was not cool. Uh, broke my ankle or whatever, but and then I, yeah, that was it. But that was the only time I've like injured myself hiking. I got pretty strong ankles too, so just throws was in there. Like, it was awesome. Was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I broke my foot, but it was really cool. <laughs> broke my. Foot. I was so dehydrated though. I was like, my body had nothing to like make it swell. It We're like, trying to swell, but we can't. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like, it actually worked out all right, you know. Like it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I'd say it was like, well, you, you can't like, what you're going to break it more than you broke it. I mean, go on. No, I think you, I think you can do that. I think you can make it worse. <laughs> this is, okay. Yeah. The doctor that's like working on my perpetually jacked up rear hand is like, hmm, I listen to this podcast and you definitely are like, every time I go and I swear, I was like, I'm not overusing it. I swear <laughs> to you. I'm not even, I use my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure nine out of ten doctors would recommend like, oh, oh, you broke your ankle. Okay, here, get dehydrated first. Don't first, first don't drink any water. And don't then, drink any water, and no then water. just tape it up. You'll be you'll, you'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll buff for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. It just pretty much fixed itself. But yeah, I mean, I think that that does speak to like how gnarly that stuff is to walk in. Like, just like fatigue, like it 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 it, it just fatigues your legs because you're you you know it's so uneven. Like your ankles are working so hard to keep you level. You just, at the end of the day, we were just like fatigued, you know? And especially like different types. I know you guys are in the same, uh, roughly the same train as us, but like that's, we found in that, in that particular chunk, that's where we found most of the deer were, especially Mm -hmm. the bigger bucks. So like naturally we're like, okay, we need to be there. And then once we got into there, we're like, okay, we are in for the long haul. And it's like, you're trying to hunt, but at the same time, you're like looking down at your feet so you don't pull a Remy and and then it's like, like you, like you had said, Mike, it's like, you just come out of there. You're like, wow, I'm fatigued. Like, I don't know if there's a better word for it, but it's just like, you just feel like you're shot, but you're not. Yeah. I know a couple of times, like I had like one of those like magic ankle rolls where you're like, oh wow, I didn't know my ankle could be at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. And then like it pops back up and you're like, oh, I guess I'm okay. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know how I'm okay, but it appears that I can bend uh, like that. But, um, yeah, it was that was cool. Like, you know, I mean, like I said, we hunted three distinct areas, all distinctly very different in a lot of ways. Um, but like the islands aren't huge, you know. That's what I find like interesting is like in the grand scheme of how like big places are, they're not that big, but they're so diverse in their landscape, right. you know. But um yeah, awesome trip though. Like oh, awesome trip. Fantastic. And, you know, and then you know, we fished on on the front end with with uh with brian and then you know we 
you know, shot some some goats and the axis deer and the pigs and and then just like Brian was able to come over, offered to come over and just like, you know, his, you know, culinary skills are Oh, un- she's a roof, I mean, man. Unbeatable, like unbelievable. Like indescribably um, amazing. And then like I still think that, that has to be one of the best meals I've ever had. That was oh, so oh, it's phenomenal. Guaranteed Dude, that, by far. You made like this play on spam musubi which with the rainbow runner so you did like a miso glaze on the rainbow runner and then like a little musubi, but no spam just rainbow runner musubi kind of thing uh do that i crave that like every day i tell people that all the time and no one would get it it's just so good uh it was so good it was so good yeah you snapped some uh, heavy hitter photos of it, though. Yep. So those mm-hmm. will they will live I, on forever. Who did? Who? Wait, did I? When I took the camera? Yeah. Oh yeah, did Remy, I get you some, got some sauce. One handed snapping. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> I just put it to auto, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, a camera and a lens. He's like, ooh, I like that lens. I like that it. lens. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fantastic meal. That I mean, meal, next level. That meal, just like. You know, it was like the really the one time of the whole trip where like essentially, you know, everybody who was like on the trip, like every in which I guess that's kind of what food does a lot of time. But like, you know, like, you know, Brian and Chimo and Remy and Robin and and, you know, you know, us obviously like everybody's there and Brian cooks that just like off the charts meal, just like with the axis deer and the rainbow runner and just like, I mean, doing stuff that's like mind-blowing to me like i didn't know you could do that with food um absolutely the best surf and turf i've ever had yeah Fair it was just say. like it was like if there know. could be an end cap to a trip like that was the cap yep you know you couldn't have like you couldn't have drawn it up better. like it it truly was it was really cool and, and remy like you know it was awesome just hunting with you and like watching you hunt and learning from you like like i feel like i've hunted a lot and then I was hunting with you, and I'm like, "Is this my first time? Like, what's going on?" Um, it was, uh, it was just cool, man. It was, it was just fun. It was just like, it was really cool. So we'll be a return tour. Yes, we will. We sh- we shall go back. So yeah, that's actually that's why we brought you here. We're actually planning our next trip. So. <laughs> <laughs> Second half of this podcast, how to go to Hawaii? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put me in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, it's like, like any hunting story, you keep talking about it. And like, like, even like you guys are like, wait a minute, you left out a day. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. Like what, any, 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 any other highlights that, that we missed or. I mean, just the, seeing the diverse, uh, you know, areas was, was super cool. You know, we, we really got to experience the entire island, you know, from, you know, 85 degrees mist, you know, to the lava, the lava section, the, the massive herd of goats. Remember the, oh my, the, gosh. Oh my gosh, what a pipe 500 to a thousand goats just kind of coming through. I mean, that's what it felt like. I, oh, it was just dude, like, it was a, wild. There was like that one spot that was just like a solid mass. And that is actually, when you look, you're like, man, I bet those things could be pretty destructive. Like you said, oh, yeah. I mean, like they oh, eat anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what they were eating with that many out there. I don't know. I mean, it was zero vegetation. No, like when I made that little circle around down there, it was like we were in some pretty, you know, barren stuff. When I went down there, there was not a sign of vegetation, no life. It just smelled like goats, and there was a lot of them. Amazing trip. We just have to go back and, you know, for the landscape. Yeah. (laughs) For the landscape. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, Remy, uh, any... uh, 
any parting parting thoughts on your end? Man, I don't know. I think um, it was just it was just a good time, and we kind of we we covered all the bases really, and then it culminated in that meal, and it was like yeah, a little bit of land, a little bit of sea, a little bit of everything. Um, it was awesome. You know, I think that uh, yeah, we're very we were very fortunate to kind of get to experience that. I know um, it's not something that everybody that goes gets to experience. You know, we had. Um, you know, even I was like, we didn't see as many animals sometimes you normally see, but it was still an incredible trip. We got into a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there too, like super fortunate to be able to go, you know, where we hunted, um, you know, at first glance, you can look at, you know, digital mapping software or something like that. And you're like, oh, there's actually, you know, depending on, you know, what island you're on and you can go here and hunt this. But then like you start to, you start to dive a little bit deeper and then like you kind of get past the surface and like like some areas some public areas are like they're only open on certain days and then like you know we didn't even cover like the um like the firearms rules like that's a whole if you want to bring a gun like that's a whole another layer of you know registration and logistics there and uh so yeah we we were fortunate to be able to go where we went and and see the island the way that we saw it because it, it was very special and you know not that isn't necessarily something that you can just like go do right, right, right. you know which is um you know a, l- a little bit tricky but um yeah so super super thankful you know i'd agree to that 100 percent. i mean from robin's hospitality to uh in my in, i think mike's case you know experiencing hawaii for the first time i wouldn't i wouldn't want or change my first time in hawaii at all like i was fantastic trip no it was yeah it was it was off the charts so and yeah so you guys documented it so got some awesome footage got some awesome images i think you know we got the podcast we'll have you know kind of the the film that comes out eventually we'll probably have some blogs you know that come out eventually and kind of detailing you know um some of the stuff that we talked about today and maybe diving into some of the you know the intricacies of of the island but um yeah, overall, Remy, just can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, meeting us out there and, and really, sh- you know, showing us around. Um, it was just, uh, it was fun. I mean, we've known each other for a lot of years. First time we've ever hunted together, and it was uh, it was cool. I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. It was, a, it was definitely a fun trip, so I look forward to the next one. Awesome. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> Heck yes. <laughs> and on that note, everybody thanks everybody for listening hopefully you enjoyed our uh, recounting of uh this you know super amazing trip and a super amazing place and uh yeah thanks again for listening and aloha we'll catch you on the next one there you have it folks thank you very much for listening as usual give this video a like if you liked it comment something below and give us a subscribe to the vortex nation podcast channel it would mean a lot to us also, why don't you give us a follow over on Instagram while you're at it, at Vortex Nation Podcast. We'd love to hear from you over there, and we'll keep you updated with all kinds of cool photos and videos from our adventures that we do here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next one. Thank you again. Happy hunting and shooting, everybody. Have a good one.